Welcome back. We're in Genesis chapter 19, verse 21. Let's go. So we got Lot and uh, his wife and two daughters escaping from Sodom before it's destroyed. The angels are leading him out. Here we go in 21. And he said to him, See, I have favored you concerning this thing also, and that I will not overthrow this city for which you have spoken. Hurry, escape there, for I cannot do anything until you arrive there. Therefore the name of the city was called Zoar. The sun had risen upon the earth when Lot entered Zoar. Then the Lord rained brimstone and fire on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. So he overthrew those cities, all the plain, all the inhabitants of the cities, and what grew on the ground. So we look at that verse 21, and he said to him, See, I have found, I've uh, favored you concerning this thing also, and that I will overthrow this city for which you have spoken. Lot, is. Um, they say that he can go to the city Zoar. The other cities, Sodom and Gomorrah, are going to be destroyed. Lot is, we talked about him lingering. We talked about the angels warning him and his family not to look back. We see him here, just in this verses before, negotiating. And he's just still having a tough time moving on and accepting God's true authority. And so often we do that, right? We say, okay, all right, God, I'll, I'll, I'll do this. I'll, I'll move away from this thing and move to you. But, but, and it's always kind of this but mentality in so much of our lives. And we just want to be cognizant and aware of that. We don't want to say but to God. We want to say, what now, God? How, what do you want me to do? Um, show me. Make it clear. Open the right doors. Close the wrong ones. And help me to be okay with whatever is open and whatever is closed. And stop arguing and questioning because God has our best interests at heart and we may look at it and be like, oh, it's not my best interest that there's this divorce, this cancer, this death, this job thing. But remember, God's more concerned about our eternity, our eternal state than and, and the eternal state of those around us than he is in our present circumstances. He more He's more concerned with our character than our comfort, right? What's your character? That's that sanctification process, being more conformed to the character of God. Well, comfort is, are you happy in that moment in your daily life, right? And that is passing. That is fleeting. Because our, if our life is but uh, 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 blanking out right now, uh, but a vapor, you know, it's here here today and gone tomorrow. It's, it's just so super quick. And we know that because as we age, we look back and we're like, wow, that life has gone really quick. And it seems to speed up and accelerate the older that we get. But the point is... God wants us to be joyful despite our circumstances. He's focused more on our character, not our comfort. So it's a reminder to us that when we're going through some tough time, we've got some tough circumstances, there's purpose behind it. And God can use that, will use that. And uh, so let's just you know, saddle up and be ready and put on the armor of God and go out. Verse 23, the sun had risen upon the earth when the lot entered Zoar. So we talked about this. This is... The sun rising, the kind of new day, day dawning. 24, then the Lord rained brimstone and fire on Sodom and Gomorrah. This is reminiscent and reminder of, uh, or, or even looking forward, it's, you know, you're kind of going past, present, and all this stuff, but of the tribulation, which we studied in Revelation. So the tribulation has not happened yet. It will happen happen after the rapture. It's a seven-year period. And we're, we're going to see things like this. We're going to see fire and brimstone. We're going to see destruction to people and to the earth. And that's what you're seeing right here. It says, from the Lord out of the heavens. So he overthrew those cities, all the plain, all the inhabitants of the cities, and what grew on the ground. 
So the cities went down, the land, the people, and the crops, what grew on the ground, right? So it's all just being destroyed. And again, you look back and some people say, oh, the God of the Old Testament is so mean and so blah, blah, blah. No, the God of the New Testament is exactly the same as the God of the New Testament. It's the same God. God doesn't change either. He doesn't change his mind. He doesn't learn things. He um, will test us. He will not tempt us. The devil and the devil's minions, the demons, will tempt us. But God, and remember that God didn't create evil. He created the opportunity for evil. Satan decided to rebel. Pride is the original sin. Pride is what leads to so many sins. It's certainly what caused um, uh, Satan to rebel, the angel. And you're going to see this. If you if you go back and study our uh, listen to the Revelation podcast, you'll see this, that uh, people get destroyed, uh, land uh, gets destroyed, the earth, the there's fire coming from the sky and uh, all this stuff. So again, we, we've talked about this in several podcasts recently that uh, I believe this is a, a pretty cool picture of the future rapture and bringing them out of the place before there's destruction. He's going to bring the church out of the uh, earth before there is the destruction that goes on during the seven-year tribulation. During that tribulation, there will be many, many people that come to Christ, and we call them uh, tribulation saints because they come to Christ during the tribulation. Remember, a saint is not someone who is a deified person in the Catholic Church, as they would put it, who performs miracles and such. A saint is someone who has placed their faith in Jesus Christ. Plain and simple. End of story. Close and shut. That's it. That's what a saint is. Verse 26, But his wife looked back behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. Remember yesterday's episode? We actually titled it, Don't Look Back. The devil wants us to look back. And it's not to say that you're going to hell if you look back. What it's to say is a couple of things. One, the devil wants you to look back. He wants you to live in the past. He wants you to linger in the past. He wants you to long for the past. He wants you to be sad and depressed about the past. And just focus and use your energy because he, he knows that if he can consume your thoughts with things of the past, then you're going to be no good for God in the present. You're not going to be able to witness to people about Jesus. You're not going to testify to people about Jesus. Why? Because you're going to be living in this past, living out the good old days, or living out this regret that you have, or this guilt, or a decision you should have made or shouldn't have made, or a person you should have married or shouldn't have married, or a job you should have taken or not taken, or a risk you should have taken or not taken, right? That's where the devil wants you. God wants you right here. So when it, when she looks back, it's not just like you looking back and saying, oh, you know, I was 10 years old and I played baseball. That was a fun team and all-stars, whatever. Um, it's that kind that the devil wants you to take and focus and long for the back past. And that's what she's doing here. And she's looking back in a very ungodly way, in a the way that the devil wants her to focus on that. And she becomes a pillar of salt. So how does she become a pillar of salt? Well, that's a miracle of God. That's something that doesn't happen in the natural. It's supernatural. It happens outside of the natural bounds of what would normally happen to a person just becoming a pillar of salt. Uh, But yet that's exactly uh, what happened to her here. So remember, you're going to have thoughts. I'm going to have thoughts that take me back in time. And what we want to recognize is say, who wants me focusing on that? The devil. Who wants me to focus on the present? God. So at that moment, you have to get on your knees. You have to pray. You have to ask God to help you and say, help me not to go back and focus on this past circumstance where I was affected. I was 
uh, I lost this job, I took this risk, I lost this money, I uh, married this person, I didn't marry this person, I was uh, molested, raped, whatever. You can think about it for a second because it is part of who you are, but it's not who, remember not to focus on who you are, but whose you are, and ask God to help you to live in the present and not to take your thoughts uh, captivated to the past. And so 27, and Abraham went early in the morning to the place where he had stood before the Lord. Then he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the plain. And he saw and behold, the smoke of the land, which went up like smoke of a furnace. Okay. So Abraham was able to look back at Sodom and Gomorrah, but he didn't turn to a pillar of salt. Why? Because of exactly what we just said, Lot's wife Look back in a different way. She longed for it. She was lusting for it. She was angry about the circumstances. You know, pick pick your adjective in the in the state of mind that she was in. But it was something that was really wanting to take her back there. And she turned to a pillar of salt. She was warned against that. Abraham is not looking at Sodom and Gomorrah and longing for it. He's not like, oh, I wish I was there. Oh, I can't believe this. Oh, I'm gonna captivate all my thoughts there. He was just looking at it, saying, what's going on? What happened? Oh. There's God's judgment. That makes sense. He told me he was going to do it, right? So he didn't get turned to a pillar of salt. And this smoke here, so it says the smoke of the land, which went up like the smoke of a furnace. Now remember, God's righteous judgment is being displayed here. All right, we talked about mercy, we talked about grace, and we talked about judgment. Judgment is getting what you would, what you deserve, and these, this is what the city and the area and the people deserved for their violation against law, the rejection against uh, against God. Um, and we can look to Jude seven, Jude one seven, as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them, in a similar manner to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh, are set forth as an example suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. All right, so there's judgment. If you're listening to this and you haven't accepted Christ and you're confused about what what the difference between this life and the next life, is there a next life? Of course there's a next life. We were created by something, someone who is incredible because something cannot come from nothing. It's not possible. The Big Bang Theory, no. Yes, God is the, it caused the Big Bang. He is the Big Bang. There is a, a catalyst behind everything. And so the Big Bang is when God said, let there, you know, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Bam. There it is, right? Did it in six days. Could have taken a lot longer. Or he could have done it in a half a millisecond. And then uh, something to think about is before judgment, there's plenty of time for people to repent and turn to God. So this is like our Revelation podcast where we're saying, okay, well, why the destruction? Why the judgment? And why would God be so mean to, to judge these people? He's given them so much time to come to God. He even sent Lot to them to witness to them. Lot didn't do it. He just divulged in the culture. But we can see in Second Peter 3, 8 and 9, But beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day there is a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as such some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You see that? He's long-suffering. A thousand years to him is like a day, and a day is like a thousand years. His timetable is different than ours. And he's not willing that any should perish. Does he want any of these people 
to perish and be eternally separated from him. No, he wants them to come to us. He gave us general revelation. We could look around and see that there's a God that created us, that there's got to be a creator. It's just written everywhere, everything you see, the clouds, the sky, the air, the oxygen, the miracle of life between a, a, the, you know, a man and a woman coming together and God using that to create a, a life, a soul. Um, and additionally, God is willing to forgive anyone who confesses and believes. Well, how do we know? And how do we know it's so simple? Romans 10, 9, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And remember, God didn't die for righteous, perfect people. He died for sinners. Let's look at Romans 5, 6 to 8, which says, For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely will a righteous man, uh, for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You get that? Judgment is coming for those who don't turn to him. Is there time for people to turn to him? Yes. I'm 47 years old right now. I've had 47 years to turn to him. I turned to him when I was roughly 33 years old. Some of you are older, some of you are younger, but you've had plenty of time to turn to him, and now's the time if you haven't done it yet. He, he, he wants that none shall perish. We know that, and we know how simple it is. It's not based on your deeds, what you can do, perfectly upholding the law. It's about placing your faith in him. Lord, thank you for giving us your word, speaking to us through the Bible, your instructions to us, your love letter. Help us to understand that judgment is coming for those who reject you, and they have plenty of time. But you want to use us to reach people. You want to work through us. You want us to give money. You want us to pray. You want us to share your word. You want us to share it with people who already know Christ, and you want to share share your word with people who don't know Christ. And I pray that you will bring divine appointments for each of us today, that we would have the opportunity to tell someone about the love of Jesus. In your amazing name, amen. Thank you so much for listening to Daily Verse by Verse. We want you to be prepared in season and out of season to study the whole counsel of God so that you can share with people who Jesus is through your actions so that you have the right to tell them who Jesus is so that they can come to know Jesus or come to know Jesus better. We strongly encourage you to share this message, this podcast on your social media, Facebook, Instagram, message, email someone who you think could benefit from it. It's an easy way for you to go out and witness to the world just by sharing this podcast. We hope you'll join us tomorrow. Have a wonderful day.